Welcome to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. My name is Adrian Lara. I co-host this show with Greg Catapodi, who is a huge fan of Frasier. This guy's seen every episode multiple times, while me, on the other hand, am a newbie. I'm a relatively unfamiliar with Frasier. I knew of it, but never really got into it. So I'm seeing every episode for the first time. Let's do this. And I am Adrian Lara. And this is Season 1, Episode 5 of the Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. And this is Here's Looking at You. Thematically, it's about dating, it's about voyeurism, privacy versus public views, hobbies even, because it all begins with the opening call. The thread is trying to get Martin into a hobby. So the episode opens up with Doug calling in to Frasier and says, hey, Frasier, my mom is depressed. She doesn't do anything. This caller is painting a picture that his mother is, maybe she's retired. The impression I got is that she is a, you know, doesn't have very many friends. She's getting older. She's becoming a shut-in. So he's painting this tragic picture. Right, another this. another winning downer opening. Let's lighten this up, folks. Let's lighten this up. You ready for some laughs? <laughs> so the joke. Do you remember the first joke that was made? So this guy Doug is like, "Yeah, my mom's really depressed, and she literally just hangs around the house." D- Doug, you simian subhuman filth. You used literally. When you meant figuratively, I'm going to roast the hell out of you. You Real grammar, Nazi grammar, uh, and that isn't PC. Grammar KGB, let's say. (laughs) Uh, Mikolov, do you know how we have called you into the office today? Yet. Why you called me in? We have been going over some of the transcripts, uh, the subversive use of language and ideas. We note that you asked a friend of yours. What is up? Yes, I was just talking to a friend. I was using the common language of the commoners. Trying to fit in, I'm KGB spoy. We are not loose with the language. We respect the language. We do not say, what is up? We say, what is up with you? Yes, of course, but if I am having casual conversation... Please walk into the furnace. Walk into this furnace here? Just walk into the furnace. Okay, I walk furnace... I see you. (laughs) Hello, KGB inductee, class 752. Thank you once again for standing up for the proletarian grammar structure. Yes, I'm glad to be here. I care much about grammars. Only you can prevent the insidious spread of capitalist bourgeois grammar structure. It is okay to use y'all. It is okay to use contraction. Common language is language of the people. Only you can prevent capitalist grammar. Take it from me, Smolensk, the grammar bear. <laughs> and you know what? Fraser's right here. Know your elements of grammar and structure, you rubes. You just sound like fools. Fraser's been a martyr for language, okay? That's a polite way of saying he's probably gotten his ass kicked quite a bit as a child. Dr. Crane, I am literally at the end of my rope here. Uh, dear caller, you uh, 
Are you hanging yourself right now? Is that what you're saying? Is there a rope around your neck <laughs> collar? Because unless you are, <laughs> you're not using that phrase correctly. Uh, <laughs> Ross, could we please get a suicide that isn't an idiot? <laughs> Someone that's being dramatic. All these collars. I am. I have literally been here forever. <laughs> Seattle, let me to educate you about the concept of infinity, of deep time. If you say you've literally been here forever, you've been here unchanging since the beginning of the universe. Oh my god, Dr. Fraser, I am 25 years old, practically an old hag. Life is literally over. I'm 25 <laughs> years old now. Excuse me, caller, caller, you're using that, that figure of speech incorrectly. If your life were literally over, you would have expired. The coroner would have been called and at your home. In a, a drawer at the morgue, your family would have been called in, and then your father, full of grief, would have pulled back the shroud. You've seen your face, and your life would have literally been over. Caller, is your father weeping right now? Is he <laughs> grieving over the end of your life? Because if not, you are the most inelegant of fools. The most shameful idiot I've ever encountered. Uh, Dr. Frazier, I'm 19 years old, and my girlfriend just left me. My heart is literally broken. Oh, foolish youth. Folks, you, you're using language incorrectly. Broken heart syndrome is a real thing. Son, you need to get yourself to a cardiologist immediately if your heart is broken. Grief of this nature, it can kill you in an instant, all right? Roz, could you please put him, get him in touch with a cardiologist? I don't take broken hearts lying down. I don't think it's something to be ignored. It's not something to be joked about or used as expressions, okay? Every you know, you know, people that have been, like, living together for 60 years, they've been married, and then one of them dies, and the next day, the other one dies? Like, really good dogs or something? That's broken hearts, okay? That's broken hearts. Don't joke about that, you little bastard. But Dr. Fraser, I took her to prom and everything. I loved her. I'm literally can't live without her. You can't live with... You know what you can't live without? You can't live without oxygen. Was she your oxygen? Did she... Burn when you light her on fire? Dr. Crate, you're saying I should murder my ex? Set her on fire? I'm saying you should consider it. Thanks, Dr. Fraser. I'm going to go buy a book of matches. <laughs> End scene. End scene. Okay, so Fraser is like, Dad needs a hobby. Gets him a telescope. Immediately begins perving out. Dad is like, hey, that's weird, but I'm intrigued. And then he meets Irene, who's also into it, too, because she's checking Marty out, and they start passing notes. I think the intent of the screenwriter is passing notes in class. You're yes. in elementary school. Do you like me? Check yes, check yes. no. So these are Do you like being watched? Check yes, <laughs> check no. Are you a pervert? <laughs> check yes or check no. Uh, look, man, uh, if I'm going to sell you this uh, telescope, you're going to have to promise me you're only going to use this for stargazing. Oh, yes, absolutely. I am only going to look at stars. Wink. No, uh, look, I want you to be... V I'm very clear here. This is just for astronomy. I don't want you doing anything weird. No, I got it. Absolutely, sir. I am only going to be looking... At astronomy, wink, nudge. Uh, well then, you wouldn't then mind buying this star map. Oh, I see. 
I buy the star map and we never had this conversation. Look, okay, I don't, I don't mind paying to I get it. Look, man. I'm 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 not feeling good about this. Okay. Oh, okay. Well perhaps my friend Abraham Lincoln can ease your mind. What you freaking weirdo pervert, you cheap ass son of a bitch. You try to I I no, just get out of here. Just get out of here. You know what? I will take my business to the telescope man across the street. Fine, you do that. For the rest of the perverts. This is just for science, okay? This is just for looking at things like Jupiter, the asteroid belt, or Uranus. Yeah, that's the right way you say it. You don't say it like it's a sex thing. It's not Uranus. Ah, damn it. (laughs) It's a shame it's not Uranus. Because that is something I would like to look at. (laughs) Weak, weak. Nudge, nudge. Antsy. So they play up that the dad is interested in this woman. Everyone's up for it. Daphne, Frazier, they're excited for Martin. The dad is nervous. He's developing a relationship through the telescope, through conversation, through these written messages. An example of how into this the dad is, is he doesn't eat a dessert that Daphne makes. Because, as he says, women don't like guys with a spare tire on mm-hmm. it. He wants to look good or be right. in the best possible shape for this new relationship. He wants to put his best foot forward. Right. This is the early version. There's no online dating yet. Uh, online dating was, you know, still very sad until about, like, maybe 2000. Five, like online dating would have been below a classified ad. From the bottom, it's online dating, then classified ad, then telescope. (laughs) And so, just like in today's modern online dating, it's very visual. Yes. You have your best picture with the best angle. You know, you get your chin tilted down. You've got thousands of choices. If you don't like it, just go to another window. Just go to another window. Exactly. You just swipe. Swipe right. <laughs> Rotate right. <laughs> yeah, that's nope. Need to turn down the fine adjustment. Yeah. Blur Put this a little up. soft filter on it. <laughs> yeah, so that's their version of a filter. They're putting right. Vaseline on the, on the window, window frame. <laughs> yeah, on the window. Nothing wrong with her. A little Vaseline would be fun thick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like to date. I just like to browse. <laughs> Martin is kind of doing that because he's resistant to a date and getting to know her. Right. He is the modern version would be someone messaging someone else in an online dating scenario but with no intention of an actual date. It's been a little tease. Or a long messaging getting to know you face. It's old fashioned. Yeah, he's an old fashioned. He's an old want to be too forward. Once the woman you're stalking notices you, you know, you don't want to come off too aggressive. Yeah, you want to play hard to get. Right. He's slow playing it. Right, after you followed her, you know, out from the grocery store to her car, you don't want her to notice you too soon. You don't want her to notice you belting to the undercarriage of her car. <laughs> Women are in hell, really, because, I mean, the this dude is, like, is invading your privacy, and it's like, what a fun little story. What a fun little story. Isn't it cute? Hey, ladies, this is how you should respond to a stalker. You know, if you catch him, send him a note, see what happens. Maybe he'll be a nice guy. The story is presented, she's a stalker too, or she's a uh, voyeur, and she immediately has a conversation, so there's a connection. We don't really see her right. side ever. But That's fair. It, she is no angel in this. The idea is that she's interested. 
She's up for it. Right. They're having a conversation. <laughs> she's, she's down. Why else would she have a like, telescope she's if she's got, not for dating purposes? Right. If Marty has binoculars, she's wearing a trench coat with nothing on underneath it. So in this world, it's understood that that's a single person, an available person, an unmarried person. It could be some slang. Uh, right. Let's just, just say some... Martin Crane is a confirmed bachelor. Let's just say he owns a telescope. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say he does a little stargazing, if you know what I mean. I mean, mean, he uh, goes out to the park with the telescope, if you know what I'm saying. The man owns a few pairs of binoculars. (laughs) Man enjoys astronomy, but doesn't go to the planetarium, if you know what I'm saying. Man's very interested in rocket launches, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Martin Crane wants to use the Hubble Space Telescope for his own purposes. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Martin Crane, gunning for Uranus. There I said it. <laughs> that's all. The, that's the space joke you people want. I know it. That's our demographic. <laughs> so the next... I, do, I love know. that digression. My fucking like... <laughs> Rock Hudson was found alone with a telescope in his car. Rumors <laughs> swirl. Are you an old-timey voice? That's old-timey. Yeah, voice. that's good. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. <laughs> Police raid on astronomy club. (laughs) Niles and his wine club. Niles is so giddy because they played a prank on the president of the wine club. Yes, and we switched the labels. He didn't realize he was drinking the Merlot instead of the Pinot Grigio. (laughs) (laughs) And there might be some wine snob listening to that and thinking like, wait, that's a red and that's a white. We don't care. What are you talking about? Or that joke is inaccurate. Ah, ah, deconstruction, deconstruction. Ah, ah. I, my favorite line of that exchange was, well, as it often does, roughhouse turns to tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they teased him so much. Or he just resigned in shame, I guess would be the... But you, you're so ashamed well. you have to quit. <laughs> you couldn't tell one wine from the other. Gentlemen, I move for a vote of no confidence for the president. Of the wine club. Rabble, 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 rabble. No, no. He has shown he lacks the moral character, the moral leadership, and the knowledge itself to lead this wine club. Do I hear a second? I second the motion. I call for an immediate vote by acclamation. All opposed. All four. Yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay. Get, get, get out of here, you garbage. If if it was not by his decision, he did not voluntarily resign. <laughs> president Snobby McSnobberson, we are now stripping you of your title of president of this winery. I am not leaving here alive. So be it. <laughs> here is your katana blade. Wine club, Harry Carey. You just bash a wine bottle <laughs> and then have to slice your stomach open with a shard of glass. Yeah, they just throw a bunch of wine bottles into a pit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to roll around and it's that's <laughs> roll around until you're dead. <laughs> the punishment is the trampling of the sour grapes. First descend into the pit of broken glass. Then we will throw a plastic tarp over you, and each member will ritualistically stomp you into the broken glass. And if you survive, you will have been cleansed of your sin. God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
the whole thing of the episode is that Frazier is encouraging his dad to date. And it's revealed that Martin is not interested in this woman he's been having telescope conversations with. And Martin says the reason he doesn't want to date this woman is her middle name is Rose, which was also Frazier's mom's middle name. Right. So it's a very touching moment. Right. Really gut shot to the gut. It felt Uh engaged because I'd forgotten about that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Then he pulls the fucking rug out from under us. Daphne reveals that Irene's middle name is not Rose, which is doesn't have the same weight. Martin is insecure about his hip injury, about walking with a cane. And Daphne says each time he goes to the telescope, he hides his cane. It's still a kind of sadder, emotional place. Right. But it's not as sad as the original one. Right. So it's lower stakes. Yes. I, I felt betrayed, even though I wa- I've already seen it before. I should know this, or I should, you know, be aware of it. I felt like, oh, man, I feel so bad for Martin now. And then, like, that lying son of a bitch. Get over yourself, man. She was into you. It's just a cane, man. Pimps have canes. Ergo, you are a pimp, Martin. Yeah, get to pimping. Yeah, if you had a cane, I feel like that is a conversation. Sorry. Time he approaches some woman, just <laughs> lean up on the cane, two hands. Hey, I got a cane. You know what that means, right? Uh, does it mean that you have a leg injury? Yeah, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, okay, I'm I'm sorry. Are are you making a a pass at me? Only if you want me to. The cane's got a mind of its own. <laughs> He just starts like lifting the cane. Hey, oh, hey, hey. Hey. Uh, some older men can be way too confident. Treats it like a dowsing rod. He's like, oh, my cane, it's got a little trick. It can find hot rods. Hey. <laughs> like that, that first joke you made, which was, I got a cane. You know what that means. <laughs> like my first basic lowest comment tonight I made was like, oh, this is a dick joke. <laughs> yeah. I got to use this cane because my dick is so heavy. <laughs> Doctor's orders. <laughs> it's a prescription. Says here right on the side of the cane. Due to large dick. <laughs> Mr. Crane, I'm going to write you a prescription <laughs> for a cane. <laughs> it's due to hip injury. Uh, could you put the large dick on the... No, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Crane, this is serious. You have a mobility issue. Just want to make sure this is covered under your insurance. Here's the thing, Doc. You know, I'm a, I'm a single man now. I'm going to need to pick up some women. And you'd be really doing me a solid if you wrote in your prescription pad, big dick is the reason I need a cane. All right. I'll meet you halfway. I'll put it in the memo line as a, it's an off-label. You know, the primary usage of the cane is for mobility, but the secondary also for large dick. Thanks, Doc. You're going to make this old man very happy. <laughs> I'm just going to roll up to a lady with my cane and just casually drop this prescription out of my wallet. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Young lady, could you please hand me that prescription? I don't have my reading glasses. (laughs) What does it say on the memo? (laughs) The reason I use a cane? It says mobility issues. Uh, Keep keep reading. Uh, Keep reading, young uh, lady. Keep reading. Secondary large dick. Uh. Yeah, is, does that sound like something you might be? <laughs> <Does that sound? laughs> Martin Crane just convinces women to read his prescription. 
I, I've got, I don't have my reading glasses. Young lady, just read that. <laughs> Excuse me, waitress, before I settle up, here's this prescription pad. Could you help an old man? <laughs> my eyes are so tired. And these doctors, their writing is so poor. This is block lettering, sir. Sir, this is a block lettering, and it's all in caps. <laughs> You know what they say about a guy with a big cane? I got a, they got a mobility issue. <laughs> hey, you know what they say about a guy with a big cane? I have to stay active or uh, I'll get arthritis. Hey, you know what they uh, say about a guy with a big cane? That, that diabetic neuropathy is going to take my other foot. You know what they say <laughs> about a guy with a big cane? Those guys get excellent parking. <laughs> you know what they say... About a guy with a big cane, those guys typically don't have very good cardiovascular health. <laughs> and see. Hey. 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 And then it ends happily. We're led to believe that they convinced Martin to go out on a date with this woman that he met through the telescope. But the, the funny thing was uh, Frazier was kind of like giving dating tips to his father you know, before Irene comes in. And he goes, well, you know, he's like, I haven't been on a date in 40 years. Well, father, the uh, ultimate goal is still the same. Yes, Frazier. Intercourse. <laughs> yes, Frazier. You know what I'm saying, father? <laughs> yes, Frazier. I can see you Using your hand to make a hole and then eh? putting your finger inside of it. Yes, eh? Rage. Ultimately, the same goal. A man and a woman. Yes, Rage. Getting it on. I know what you mean, Fraser. Yeah, I bet you do. Fra Fraser, there's no reason for you to thrust your hips like that. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, you get down. This isn't a very subtle point you're making. You're rocking the bed back and forth. Fraser, I know what you mean. You don't have to keep you know, the goal gyrating. Is... Son, I know I know what the goal is. I know what it is. Intercourse. Thank you, Fraser. Father. <laughs> so we're led to believe, this is why I'm curious, I'm excited to see if this storyline follows through in the next episode. It ends with Daphne and Fraser asleep on the couch, passed out. Right. Separate couches. The idea is they've been waiting up for Martin to return from his date. So meaning he's been out all right. night long. Painting the town red. Irene knows about that prescription pad. She knows <laughs> if that prescription pad was bullshit or not. So the idea is we're, we're led to believe that Martin's getting laid and it's hammered home by Eddie being the dirty dog. Eddie is looking through the telescope. He's checking it out. Okay. He's checking it out. He's watching his master make out or right. get down, if you will. I thought Eddie was checking out the Italian greyhound that Oh, what's well, it's open. Who's it's left say? open? Who's to say what he's looking at? But yours is probably the correct interpretation. Yeah. So he's watching his master do a little, uh, do a little sexy time. The dog is watching. This is network television, folks. Mm -hmm. It's not our fault. Yeah, the dog <laughs> is watching. So the dog, much like Frazier, is a voyeur. He likes to watch, and that's okay. The family that voyeurs together grow years together. <laughs> nice. I'm Greg Catapodi. And I'm Adrian Lotta. And this has been Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. Did you know that starting with episode three, we offer premium episodes on Patreon? What? Are you telling me, Adrian, that I can get twice the comedy by going to Patreon and signing up for the Praise Your Premium service? Yes, I am, Adrian. You're a genius. 
Thanks, Adrian. So guys, stop wasting time. Just click the link in the description below to sign up for our premium episodes. Do it.